Hello, hello. Welcome back to Foreign Takes. After a little international break hiatus for us as well, we're back. What's good, boys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, the gang is all back together. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. the facility called, they said the original KG could not be fixed, so they sent us a replacement straight from the factory. Is he still That's... a little crazy? Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, a little yeah, crazy. Still, yeah. I'm back. I'm back in less... And more in tune, by the way, with football. I'm back and uh, I'm wearing these glasses. They'll make uh, me see the game clearer. <laughs> Give it one one Manchester United game and he's going to revert back to his original state uh, yeah. version. Yeah. It's all going to uh, go yeah. back. Uh, what are we going to cover today, boys? Uh, we're going to cover yeah, the Premier League last, last week's games, right? Yes. Everton get 10 points deducted, but some clubs out there are walking around as if nothing happened. Some? Where has justice some, gone? Some yeah. or just that yeah. one big, big one, the big whale? No, no, some, yeah, some, some, some. <laughs> don't worry, yeah. Um, um, we'll also talk about injuries. I think it's uh, it's a pain point right now in football, isn't it? Yeah, especially with uh, our little friend Gavi, who got in, out for at least the season, right? I think he realistically sure. out the oh, whole sure. season and the whole and the summer. Euros. Yeah. And the Euros. So, um, yeah. All right. Let's just jump right into it then, boys. I think there's only one game to cover if we really want to talk. It was that ridiculous game between Chelsea and uh, Man City, which was a 4-4 draw. This was a classic, right? I think we all agree this was a Premier League classic game. Yep, it was. It was definitely a classic. Um, I was surprised that City didn't manage to pull... It out of the bag, and everyone forgot because of the result. The most ridiculous penalty that City got there. Ridiculous, ridiculous. They could only get that penalty yet again. Um, but I'm glad that Chelsea pulled it out. A draw out of this. But Chelsea were impressive, right? Like Chelsea yeah. actually. It's not like it was a fluke of a draw, right? Like Chelsea earned yeah. that draw against City. It's not and. City themselves, it's not like they played badly. It was just Chelsea matched them goal for goal, game for game, man for man, right? It was an actually impressive result by Chelsea themselves. Yep. Chelsea were Chelsea. super resilient. Um, I think it's one of the first games I actually was impressed by how well they played. And their attacking was good. And uh, they they played with Gasto in the midfield. It, it, like They considered a lot of goals, but that's like City for you. But yeah, this was like the first game I was actually okay. Something is something is clicking here. Cooking is cooking. Thing is cooking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so c- can we talk about some specific players? Like, I have to be honest, Cole Palmer. That there is something there. I was like, oh my man, you you got some magic in you. I saw this uh, ridiculous well, yeah, penalty taking magic, maybe. Yeah. No, but oh. he was making stuff happen. Of course, we're talking about Sterling in a bit, but like yeah. Cole Palmer actually looked confident on the ball. Like he had no fear in him whatsoever. He is good, but I'm like oh, I saw this ridiculous thing somewhere online that he's the best 21 year old in the Premier League's history ever playing. I mean, oh, okay. That's not yeah, that's that not was... the level. Who knew about him last year? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, what has he done? Like, nah, come on. He's good. He's good. He's good. But okay, like, so I think here's here's what I'm trying to say. With Cole Palmer on the right, cutting in, and then Sterling, who honestly looks rejuvenated, right? Sterling looks like the OG yeah. Sterling that we know. I'm like, okay, you guys actually have two solid wingers, 
to build across. I mean, the the, the number nine position is still a problem. I know they're going to have Cuckoo come back. Yeah, where is he going to play though? Is he going to play in the ten? He's going to play up top. No, man, you don't put Cuckoo up top. That's like makes no sense. Just to have no you one else to put up top. Yeah. yeah. No, he you must... can put him as a ten slash false nine, and you have like just two wingers in there. Yeah. Yeah. Which no, I mean the two wingers have to be Sterling on the left and Paul yeah, on the right, right? Yeah. But yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, what about City? How how do we feel about City? Did you guys? I couldn't tell if this was just Chelsea were really impressive or City themselves are wobbling. It's just I think they're wobbling, and also they're getting the penalties that they shouldn't get. So, but that's been going on for years, right? We can all. I admit. mean, this is just a balance. Come on, like how is that a penalty? How is that a penalty? How is Kukurel's foul a penalty? Explain to me in any other terms. How is that a penalty? And in any other penalty you see that's not given, is not given. I just don't understand. So I actually, yes, it's fair to say that if that's a penalty, there should be a lot more penalties. But I also think it was not as, you know, controversial because he was holding on to him for a while. And he, like, Haaland would have gotten to the ball if he didn't kind of try to wrestle him. Okay, yeah, I have you a question. Say, yeah, Haaland is probably a lot stronger than Cucurella, so like, didn't really matter. But you shouldn't be like holding on to like people's waists in a uh, penalty box. So it was soft, but I, I wasn't like outraged. Oh no, because okay, they've gotten so... much softer penalties in the past. No, no, but okay. Let me ask you then, Big Left. Okay, I agree with you that definitely there was a lot of grabbing by Cucurella against Salah, right? My, my my problem with it is not that specific instance, is it's the consistency. If you're gonna give that, then give it in every game or do what you've done for the last nine hundred games, which is don't give that, right? And the, why are they changing it when it comes to this one single incidence and exactly. VAR getting involved? That that's exactly. the problem. I, I mean, have. dude, like that's just like a beating a dead horse. We know like consistency has been atrocious this year. Overall, like not only in PL in just refereeing in general but Premier League specifically they just no no decision makes sense in terms of like why are you doing this today but like last week it was completely different yeah fair enough it just doesn't make any sense I think again I I can see the point and where in the world where that is a penalty but I also don't see the world where we live right now and that gets a penalty call where there's so many instances where much more serious fouls get overviewed because so like the Arsenal penalty against Newcastle where the guy was pushed to the ground, the ball was out, and the air was like, oh, we didn't find the right angle, and it was this and that. But then, <laughs> Did you this, hear the audio? Yeah, I saw that. I heard that audio, and I, had, I heard the United audio, which we're about to talk next. It's the I mean, audio for, for Fulham as well. I these mean, guys are jokes, right? I mean, the Newcastle-Arsenal one, the Bruno Grenache uh, elbow. Yeah. Did you hear what the VAR guy said? He's like, oh, oh, that was a bit naughty. And they yeah. said there was nothing to review. Are you fucking stupid? How can you say that's a bit naughty? Anyone who's ever played five minutes of football in their life knows it was a fucking red card, right? Like, the yeah, audio made it worse, honestly speaking. I feel like the audio made it so much worse. Yeah, because uh, the... it just showcases their incompetence. Let me walk up to the ref and smack him in the head and be like, oh, <laughs> that was a bit naughty. <laughs> That's a bit naughty, isn't it? And then <laughs> smack him on his bald head. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, like, yeah. And then like, just, oh. it just and all after that when the ball was out there, like we didn't get a proper picture or a proper angle, and then they had to bring out the clowns on Sky Sport, which are Gary Never and Jamie Carragher. Oh. And then they just put the ball in and it's like from this angle the ball looks out, but from this angle it isn't really oh. out. Dude, here's the like, thing. There's a refusal to take responsibility. There's some sort of, I don't know, like this is going to go, I'm going to sound like some crazy QAnon guy, but like they refuse, like there's a conspiracy between Sky Sports, the popular media and the uh, FA to just sh- not take any responsibility. And every time a refer- uh, manager then complains afterwards, they send these dogs after them, it's fucking Gary Neville, Carragher, all this, like, oh, no, the referees get abused all the time. How dare he speak out? They said that they did the same with Arteta. Pochettino got the earful yes. about it, too. No, this is high-stress jobs. These people will lose their jobs because of their fuck-up, and, like, you do not change anything after multiple instances of you doing your job very badly, okay? No other industry this is allowable. And it's you can also see that that's the case. It's not a conspiracy. That's exactly what the case is. Pochettino went in on the referee after the City game. He got abused from all angles, all possible. That video probably like was seen by everyone, and it's in cahoots with the media that it's done to protect the referees. Of this course. is what's happening from all the mistakes that you have done, and then you go like, oh, this is to protect the referees, and then. Ten Hag went out and said we should have gotten calls. And then, surprise, surprise, he gets the third yellow card of his season, the next game against Luton, which postpones him to be on the touchline for the next... Like, oh, they just magically looked and I was like, oh, we have... he has He's one yellow card away. How about we give him a yellow card this game? Shocking. After he spoke. Like, it's just... It's not a conspiracy. It's blatant protection yes. of the referees. They it's cannot blatant, do anything right? Okay. And you know, the, the problem that I have, just to continue on this point, sorry, Whitey, just to continue on this point, is that if you, I don't know if you saw the United game review with Fulham, their review, their the whole point of VAR is to review an opportunity or the moment that happened and see if there was any construct any point that there was a mistake, like clear and obvious, right? Clear and with obvious. The, with, with the goal that Fulham of the Fulham game, the referee literally reviews the moment, goes like, oh, there's no mistake here in the goal. Scott McTominay's on side. And then he goes, let me browse through all the <laughs> other people and see where can I... Like, you're looking for a reason to disallow the goal. That's not yes. the point of VAR. Your, your point is not to disallow the goal. Your point is to look at the moment, Look at the player involved. Look at the goal. Everything is all on point. Okay, that's it. Why are we gonna look around? How about we just do a three sixty overview of the crowd and see who's like swearing? And no, at that stage, the... just yeah. don't have the ref. Just have everything yeah. by VAR, right? Just have five VAR officials, and you can just have everything replay. I mean, they're replaying the game, right? It's like they're re-refereeing the game. That's the thing we all hate. Is like you can't celebrate a goal. You can't celebrate anything now because it's gonna be. They're willing to go back two minutes even sometimes. I think the next thing is just like, you know, we're just on the topic of United, not to harp on too much about United, but uh, United are surprisingly in good form. Do they look like they're playing well? No, but he's grinding out the wins. Like when you look at the top, well, let's say six, it's beginning to shake out, right? Obviously, City, Liverpool, Arsenal at the very top, Spurs behind them, though they're falling. And then not far behind are Villa and United and Newcastle tailing them. I mean, uh, do you, you can agree that? Tottenham season is done. 
Like, yeah, I mean they're, they're not, completely they're hosed. They're they're gonna like they're gonna drop off even further. Like they're fifteen fifty days of summer or whatever it is is done under <laughs> under that Australian I, guy. I have a question for you guys though. So I think we see that Newcastle and Brighton are nowhere near the same level that they were last year, right? And I guess my question to you is is it the midweek games, the Europa League games and the Champions League games that are taking impact? Or is it? Is there, are there more circumstances? Or I are think they just it's feeling definitely, the definitely the Champions League. Definitely, they're feeling it. Especially great. They have a lot of injuries as well as like everyone else this season. They have too many games, and the referees are against them as well. I think Deserbi went out and said that he ha- oh. he hates ninety percent of the referees <laughs> in the league. I wonder when he's gonna get his red card. Is it gonna be the next oh. game week? Mm-hmm. He's screwed. Uh, like he put a target on his back. But I think here, here's my question though: is like if you're Newcastle or if you're Brighton, what do you do? Do you say, you know what? We'll figure out the. the do we? Do you put your eggs into the basket of Europe and say let's try to go as far as possible, or do you say let's roll out the B team for Europe and let's focus on the Premier League? Like, what would you guys do? I don't know. I don't know. In case of Newcastle, I think they virtually have zero chances to qualify now. And out of the group and they have a lot of tough games coming up and they're quite behind they can get into the Europa League I'll probably like focus on if I after the next game week if I have a chance to get into the Europa League then fine so be it if not I'll, it's already done then just yeah, fuck don't Europe, go anywhere bro. I mean for, for Liverpool's perspective from United's perspective from Arsenal's perspective Europa League doesn't make any sense but from a club like Newcastle, who's just trying out Europa League, makes sense. Same for Brighton, I think. Like it's a great additional revenue source. Just try well, it out, see what you can do. I don't it's think be a break Newcastle are like out of their like their group is super tight. It's just they have to win the games now. Yeah, that's but the they point. They have then. to win the games if they want to be a big club. Like they're, this they're, is they're, the step. The benefits that they had in those games are gone. Their benefits were playing at St. James Park. They're not going to be playing at St. James Park the next two games. I think it's away against Milan at San Siro and then like away against PSG at uh, Parc de Prince. So yeah, you're not yeah. going to... You don't have that crowd when you can go like berserk and foul everyone and then you don't have the referee to give you the the goal that was, shouldn't have been a WWE like wrestling style disallowment. So what, they're what not going to go through. Then I have a question for you guys. Then what if you're Brighton? In Brighton's case, you know they're in the Europa League. They're definitely they're not doing badly in in the Premier League, right? They're only yeah. a couple points behind the spots. Okay, what about if you're Brighton? What do you, if you're a Deserby? It's like injuries are already decimating your team. You don't have a window to bring more people in. Like I feel like if you're Deserby, it actually makes more sense to make sure you do a deep run in the Europa League, get the fans going, and then Europe. Sorry, Premier League. You're not trying to get a Champions League spot, right? He's trying to get six, seven, eight. That'll get you Europa League, which is still doable. I feel like, yeah, for for the doesn't he play the main team in the Europa League anyways? Uh, he rotates so much. I think that's actually part of the problem they've been having is he's rotating between six to eight players every single game, and that includes the goalkeeper. Like genuinely, every single game, he's rotating six. To... I'm sorry, you cannot rotate. Eight players, game over game over game, and expect there to be any sort of consistency. I mean, right? he's going to be out of the group anyways, and then in February it's just knockout. So we'll see, you'll see how far they can go. If the, I mean, right now in Europa League, there's only like two teams that are like mowing through everyone, and pending the Champions League teams that are going to drop off there. 
it's basically Liverpool and Leverkusen. So if they don't get anyone of that caliber, they're going to get to the next two qual- knockout rounds. Um, so they're going to go through. I think Brighton's are not going to be uh, worried about that. Interesting. Think- Can we talk about Liverpool for a second? Because I have to be honest, Liverpool in the Premier League, awesome to watch, right? In general, pretty consistent and everything. Euro, Euro, Liverpool in the Europa League, it's like they have all of those bad tendencies that they've begun to remove from the Premier League. They all show up. Like the last game against Toulouse, I couldn't believe my eyes what was happening. It was just like, it just felt like a mental collapse, honestly yeah, speaking. It's just, who gives a shit? They should yeah, have exactly. lost all the games and just like made sure they don't even go to Conference League. Um if really, anything, you think so? If anything, they're still playing too, too many first team starters. Like at the uh, midway point, he brought on Salah and Nunes and others. I'm like, no, don't do that. Lose to Toulouse. That's why it's called Toulouse. You go there to lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that almost feels like we set this up on purpose, and that was terrible fun. Oh my god. Okay, but so, do you like, genuinely think no, that? No, like either, like <clears throat> they're still gonna probably finish first in a group. Like yes, I, I could not care less. First of all, you can already see that like Carling Cup is probably your best shot at winning a silverware because a lot of big teams are out. Who's left? Like, like Chelsea and uh, Newcastle or something? Don't worry, no, Newcastle's going to win it. Don't worry, Saudi Arabia is going <laughs> to no, make Newcastle sure that they win the game. Newcastle, no, Newcastle, no, Newcastle kicked out United. Oh They're yeah, gonna no, go okay, through. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get a dodgy decision in the semi-final. Don't worry about Whatever, it. It's yeah. all pre- like you're doing what you're a point behind in Premier League. Like I don't want to fucking go play like Razgrad Ludogorets in March, and because <laughs> I of think that, he... I can't. Like, I have to, like, get to my city game all tired and stuff. Like Big no, level, I think you have a... You have, I mean, I get where you're coming from. You don't like the Europa League. You think champions you should be, blah, blah, blah. I think the, what Klopp sees in this uh, competition, I think he sees it as more competitive than the Carling Cup and more competitive than the FA Cup, probably, arguably. Definitely. Uh, less competitive than the Champions investment. League. Yeah, he with the is, flights. I think, I think he is building out his team, though, in that... Uh, in the competition. He's playing out, trying something new. He's seeing how Darwin Nunes plays in certain position. He sees how youngsters are playing in such similar position. Who can be in the first team next season? Who can't be in the first team next season? And he wants to win at the end of the day. I think it's a great opportunity for him to have this. It's a perfect simulation of what you want you to play in the future. And it's great for Europa League from that perspective. I think see, playing kids is an amazing idea, but I think it's good for Carabao Cup and maybe FA Cup, but not yeah. Europa League. I, you know, I would agree. Mm. The, the one that kills me is like Salah. Like you need yeah. Salah. You can't risk him when yeah. you're down with Toulouse away, right? Just like yeah. what what difference does it make that you give him 25 minutes, right? He's, he's like, why risk it? Like Don't the risk, risk reward. Exactly. The risk to reward didn't seem worth it for that. I agree with you, KG and Vela. It's just, it's just like Salah, especially. I'm like, why would you risk him? Of all players, right? You kept Van Dyke on the bench because he's the most important person in the defense. You kept your midfielders who are the most valuable. Like, why wouldn't you do that with But your you course? also don't know what, what, if, what if Salah needed the 15 minutes to feel fresh, fresh for the next game. Like, you never you, know, you never know what was the reasoning behind it. Again, I agree 100% you shouldn't risk the players, especially if it's a Toulouse and you're already out and you don't care. But in general, from the competition perspective, I think once the knockout stages start in the Europa League, 
the teams there are they're not as bad as it was probably 10 years ago. Yeah, I think I like the teams levels went up because they created a conference league. All of those Sturm Grazes and whatnot, they just went there. And then like the Bayern Leverkusen's were going to be next year's Champions League in the Champions League next year. They're playing there now and it's like they're a serious content. Yeah, and the same amazing. as Brighton and Ajax and it's going yeah. it's and it's an interesting watch. It's just it's on a Thursday and people still give it a bad rip. Yeah. I have a question then. You know, we're talking about Liverpool. So obviously the big game this weekend is Liverpool City. I think it's at the city ground at the Etihad, the empty hat. Empty hat, yeah. Empty hat. Yeah. Uh, big Lev, how do you feel about this? Because this is this is a number one versus number three. One point difference between them. They're both flying pretty well. They're both like, how do, how do you feel about this game going in off the international? I think break? it's going to be like, I don't know. Dude, I think... I feel City are one Rodri suspension slash injury away from like collapsing, and okay, let me clarify. For them, collapsing would be like losing two games, drawing one, and then just like being behind by like seven points. Like the way they collapsed. collapsed. Yeah, yeah, for them. Yeah, for them. So I feel like this game could be what pushes them. If we just trounce them, they could just go down a spiral because they haven't been convincing this year. But uh, I, it's probably going to be a, a 2-2 draw. I have a question. Usually when, uh, in, um, when Liverpool and City, they're both playing at the same level, at Etihad, it always finishes in like a uh, both-side scoring draw. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the main, I think most of the positions, we know who's going to start on both sides, right? Trent, right yeah. back, uh, you know, the, the, both sides. I think the one big question, is does Liverpool start Darwin Nunez or not? That that is my question to you too. Yes. Um, of course. Who else? Right? Yeah, he's he's fine. He you should. Like, you have to, right? It's yeah, going to be a counter-attacking game because there's going to be space for you to run into. Yeah. You have to have Nunez, right? In my mind, it's a no-brainer now. Like you have to on the big games where you know Liverpool will be being attacked, which is going to be rare. There's not many teams. You have to give the guy who's the most dangerous person in the space, right? Yeah. He's I, a physical menace too, man. You need that if uh, you're going out the, against Ruben Diaz and uh, Akanji and uh, yeah. whoever they have there. And I also think Rodri will probably be tracking Salah a lot more closely. So you need Nunes, who's good at holding onto a ball and bringing the midfielders in. Um, there's no... Like I don't think there's downside starting him and coming like having Jota and like Gakpo coming off the bench to offer different perspectives. Um, yeah, I would definitely start. He yeah. would have had a hat trick last time. He's just like he was straying narrowly offside every time. <laughs> yeah, but it could have been. Then okay, KG, what about your prediction? How do you take this? I don't know. It can go either way. I think City have been dodgy. They've been worry worrying worrisome this season, especially because Holland is not playing well. Like Holland is just not there. And he's not there for Norway as well. So it's just, it's just and, not And yet you say this and yet they're still top of the Premier League. One point advantage. They're top, top of the Premier League by one point and by a lot of dodgy decisions that go no, through. No, right? okay? But this is this yeah. is the thing, right? We talk about them being like, oh they're having a rough patch. 
this is the shitty thing. Is like they're rough patch. They're still top of the Premier League. They don't need the help from the VAR can and refs. Three. They need a lot of help. They they probably got like three four points that they I can call out three yeah. decisions that came from the referees. That oh, trust me, I them. agree. All I, the to- off the top yeah. of my head, I can name seven that dismembered United, but that's okay. I watch them all the time. I watch City sometimes, and I can remember three decisions that happened yeah. throughout this game. No, like, okay. they've been dragged to the top. Yeah. Remove those three decisions. Just not okay. counting the United yeah. penalty, they're still they're they're losing that one point, bro. Uh, bro. Speaking of pin merchant, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that, okay. Speaking of dragging to the top, I think it's worth us pivoting. But it's just dri- in terms of my opinion, I think I think I think Liverpool can edge it. But I also probably would agree with Big Love that it's going to be like a, a high score. Yeah, draw. I think this is this is what makes it enjoyable is that no one knows who's going to win, right? Yeah. We we all agree it's going to be an amazing match. It's very yeah. rare for a City Liverpool game to be a defensive game. It's going to be at seven thirty a.m. Oh, okay. for me, mm-hmm. I'm worth it. Um, I have a question, which is away from the top of the Premier League to the bottom, which is this, of course, all drop. Everton were smacked with a 10-point deduction for their single, I think it was a $19 million uh, loss because of like FFP or the equivalent water and profit and something sustainability rules, PSR, I think is what they call it. So we were all shocked, right? 10 points deduction? I mean, we knew it was coming. Was we, we knew it was coming, but we thought yeah. it would be a fine or something. I don't think a single person expected a 10-point deduction with the possibility of more points being deducted still, depending on the appeal. This is fucking... I, okay, let, let me rephrase. Instead of saying it's crazy, do you guys think the punishment fits the crime? I mean, well, if that's the punishment no, and that's he, the crime, then I want to see what 115 of those bridges do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I better see Manchester City in like the League Two at least. Yeah, okay? no, like, no, no. This, this is be, this is what annoys me, man. Like, oh, Everton can't afford all the top lawyers and doesn't have an entire uh, country full of oil behind them. Well, they're like they know the uh, the whipping boys. Let's punish them. Let's show everyone. Nothing's going to happen to City. Mark my words. Nothing's going to happen to City. And Chelsea might get a transfer ban like they got in the past. But they're not going to get points deduction. Or if they get points deduction, it's going to be to move them from like 7th to 10th. But nothing's going to happen to City. And definitely nothing's going to happen to everything they want so far. Which has all been a fucking bullshit. Okay, Okay? so hold on, hold on. I have a conspiracy. And I want to see if you guys agree. And this is the crazy part of my brain, so I'm I'm readily admitting that this is insane. Okay, what if the Premier League did this, knowing it's harsh, because they want to set a precedent? They're like, "Hey, you do this one FFP kind of thing, ten point deduction, so that now when City's stuff comes up next, there's no arguing. They're like, "Oh, how can you do this to us?" Now the Premier League and their whatever the whoever that did it, it's possible that that's a case, right? That they did this really harshly against Everton. Because now, when the city stuff finally gets resolved, they can actually give them a real points deduction of 100 points, 1,000 points, 2,000 points. But otherwise, what's the fucking point, right? Cause no, like, if you did 115, like, they should, in reality, what should happen if you did 115 breaches of FFP and whatever the rules were, funneling money through non-existing companies that bolted your profits, uh, 
profits and revenues by X amount that helped you grow, helped you win all these things. You should follow the precedent of one example that happened, which was Rangers. Rangers got fucked into the ground. They got dismantled as a cup. They had to restart from the ground up and go all the way back up. How no, about no, that? No. Happens Rangers to... went bankrupt. They didn't breach the rules. I mean, they yeah. went bankrupt. They, they went into administration. Yeah, they went they into went administration. administration. How about they do that to the people who did it for 115 breaches? It's basically the same thing. Like you, you. No, I mean, they, they need to do at least what the, happened to Juventus. Yes. Immediate relegation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you strip them of their titles of the last uh, five years? Say, but you're going to say what they did is this similar thing that what Juventus did. Juventus mass match fixed a couple of games here and there for one or two seasons. They have built this unsustainable ten years period of winning based off of uh, an illegal advantage. So not only paying off the referees. No, no, I have a question. Like, generally, do you, would you, if it was you guys, and today we come and say, okay, cool, the 115, 15 of them were proven 100%. There's 50 are like unprovable, they're not sure, and then 50 are like wrong. So, like, you know, just to balance it out, but you have 15 yeah. definitively, 100%, they are guilty. If it was you guys, would you? What would like? What would be? Would you strip them of their titles first? Depends yes. on what it was, right? Depends on what it was. Like the fake income, I think is the big one. It's like yeah. that they were paying under the table yeah. to like Mancini and, and like the other coaches, and then they had fake income. Oh, yeah. the, that titles are stripped. Okay, right. for the second gets the title. Okay, Big Lev, would and you strip them? Hundred percent, man. Why does the rules apply to some, some, but not the others? Okay, no, no, I'm building up. Okay, so the yeah. next thing is. Do you do a point deduction immediately, or do you relegate them? You relegate them starting next season. I mean, if you, if, depending on how many you prove, you can do points deduction, <laughs> and you relegate them yeah. for like two two years. They'll start next year with minus fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, but then the real question is like, if if even even if. I'm saying 15 of the 115, right? It's a crazy when you think about it. If Everton were smacked with one, which was a... they Everyone knew, right? Everton was saying, hey, we spent this money, we readily admit it, and we thought we could do it. It's different from Man City, which was actually... Like, there was a there was intention behind it. There was like actually evil intent behind it, or malintent. So then the question... Then I have the question. You guys said you'd strip of the titles. Would you then relegate them just as championship? Or do you think it's actually doable that they should get relegated further down? See, that's the question that you don't know by how much are you going to do it. Yeah. Like, that's the question when you decide, okay, what... But they'll be what? back, right? We all know. Like, if they get relegated in the championship... No, no, then they're, they're, they're they, gonna... they, they need to be under strict rules uh, under which they are and guidance under which they're going to be reporting their financial reports. They're not going to get any parachute payment if they get relegated, okay? Oh, the yeah, fair enough. That's fair like, enough. that doesn't... You go yeah, back to whatever you is... Like, pull together a squad that can... Oh yeah, come right back. No, but they'll have to sell a bunch of things. They'll have to do a lot of things. Juventus spent like two years in uh, Serie B, but a lot of things they spent a year. Keep in mind a lot. Yeah, because that's Juventus, not Manchester City. Yeah, immediately. No, they came back one. They came back immediately. Came back immediately, but because a lot of players stayed. Yeah, yeah, a lot but of players. Buffon stayed, except yeah. for Canavaro, I think pretty much everyone yeah. stayed. A lot of stayed. Everyone stayed, but all the homeboys basically. That's Juventus. It's not. Yeah. Man City, who were nobody yeah. before, 
Okay. Before the fucking fraud, fraud charges came through. Now, before, uh, before my next question, which is actually a much more interesting question, okay, is let's just go back to Everton for a second. Okay, Everton, get it. They're still only two points behind, and they're, I think they have the second best form or the best form actually in the last five games. I think they won four of their last five games. Despite the 10 point deduction, do you guys think Everton can still survive? Oh, this they, is the best right. year. They will survive. This is the best year to get a points deduction, right? We all yeah, agree. Yeah. There could not be a better year in the last 10 years of the Premier League. They will survive. Have... They're two points behind Luton. They're, they will survive. Okay, Big Lev, you think they'll survive? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think... I will, I will tell you next week. We oh, wow. We have to see how they play. Because like, this is demoralizing united at home that's the, the the most worrisome thing you can get no, as a no, united no. fan i, I, actually, I, I this I is demoralizing if you're an everton player you, you no. okay with doing well no it's they, it's them against us that's what you yes. do you go it's, into the dressing room and you tell them they don't want us to succeed we're building this good they're building a new stadium by the way i passed by it uh, a couple of weeks back like it, it looks awesome like that's building up a, a good stadium right that's it's back so down cool. liverpool like it's not a Finished yet, but it's gonna be finished, and they're they're yeah. growing. So if I'm Sean Dyche, I'm going like because we, we we have four games on the on the bounce. All the fans are gonna be in the ground, being like, "Fuck the Premier League!" Yeah. Everyone's against us, especially that's Liverpool. You know, they like they're all already yeah. on the fringe of society in terms of being this like always against the crown and all of that. So. Hundred percent, like it's, they're gonna survive. There's no they, question. It's they've united every Everton fan now, right? Because like the manager, the players, the fans, it's going to be a fucking fortress. They're they're going to be actually. It would I would hate to play the net Everton in the next three, and four United's games. playing that United's <laughs> playing away against Goodison, like Goodison against yeah. Everton, and that's going to be like if they win, it's going to be a successful win. But if they lose, please don't be surprised. Like it's okay, just okay, gonna be, all right, yeah. all right. All right. Before we wrap this up, okay, so let's go back quick, really quickly, and this is relevant to all three of our teams. Okay, so uh, United, sorry, Everton get the 10-point deduction, and then there's a precedent set, and then um, Man City gets 115 charges, 15 of them get proven, they get relegated at the end of this this summer, right? This beautiful world that we live in, this this justice world. All right, Big Lev, KG, you get to take two players from City. Two players. To join your current squads, who do you take? Who is joining Liverpool? Who is joining Arsenal? Who is joining Man United for us? You get to and know know the construction of your team, the holes that you have. Yeah. Who would you guys pick to take at the end of the season to start into the next season? You I'm ready with two. my answer. Yeah, taking the groundsman and the director of football. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everyone else at City. Yeah, this uh, fucking guy. Bro, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Rodri and Ruben Diaz. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I think Rodri is... Yeah, yeah you guys need him more than anybody, if, I think. If being serious, I'll probably will take... Uh, I'll probably take as well Ruben Diaz. But if, if Ruben Diaz is taken, if we're playing this game, you can take one and then the other one can't take it. Now I'll take probably... Probably Stones and uh, Holland. Because United need a striker and United need... Uh, someone yeah. just replace it around. But yeah. in reality, I don't want any of them. Just the groundsman and the director of football, please. <laughs> yeah, I can figure that's, it out. That's so funny. Because, you know, you're right, Big Lev. I think Rodri would be the best fit for Liverpool. I mean, he, he's the yeah. best, obviously, he's the best fit for any team, but especially Liverpool needing the defensive midfielder and his yep. style. It's just Fabinho on 
speed, crack, meth, whatever, all the things yeah. combined, right? He's he'd be the the most spectacular fit with that Liverpool team. Who would you wow. take to the Arsenal team? Um, yeah. That's a good question. So the thing is, that's the question you gave us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't take Rodri because I think we have Deckers now, like Declan Rice. So I think we need a striker. But this is going to sound crazy. I don't know if I would pick Haaland because Haaland is... I don't know if his link-up play is that good, to be honest. I think he's an amazing finisher. He's an amazing striker. But it's just not the style. Uh, I would you take Alvarez. Uh, yeah, I was generally contemplating it. But I think realistically what I would do is... I mean... yeah. Why you would take... you need De Bruyne if you, if you have all the guards? Did you praise so Dude, much? take Alvarez. Take Alvarez. Yeah, World Cup winner think... at 21. Realistically, I would take Alvarez and De Bruyne because then De Bruyne on the left eight, Alvarez as an upfront striker. Wow, you wouldn't take a, a right back or a left back that you so desperately need. Nah, <laughs> definitely not. I, I love my left back and my right back. I would oh, never give up Sinjenko. Oh, then again, Kyle Walker is pretty fucking incredible, to be honest. Oh, you see? That's my but point. But he's 33. That's the reason. I'm also thinking about the age profile. So that's oh, my why God. Like... So they're not going to get relegated. You're not going to take anyone. <laughs> it's okay, not Leeds right. United. Don't worry. They're going to get like a $50,000 fine and one dollar and one point deduction. <laughs> one point deduction, which yeah. is suspended until they do the next thing around. Um, for right, next year, think... they're going to start with minus <laughs> one. Uh, let's move on from Premier League. Uh, let's quickly talk about, uh, I think, uh, Serie A is worth talking about. Um, so, as you guys saw, Rudy Garcia is no longer with Napoli. Not surprising to anybody involved. But they replaced him with one of the worst decisions. Have you guys seen this? No, I didn't know that they fired him. I thought that like they started playing well and they kept him, and they got uh, they lost to to Empoli. He got the air fired. He did, and the guy who replaced him is kind of a joke too. Who yeah. Was he? Um, what's Going the name? Back uh, the past, bro. Yeah, uh, fuck well, not Baltimore. Um, Matsari. Matsari, yeah. really? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Watford <laughs> reject. Uh, what the fuck is he thinking uh, ADL? Like he's such he's a crazy president. Why would you go backwards instead of moving forwards? Like that is such a worse regression from Rudy Garcia. I don't know. I don't know. Napoli's not right? gonna win anything, yeah. No, I not think and Kvartzheli are, are gonna leave this, this summer. That's I think okay. I have a question for you, Big Lev. What's Kvitsa. a good natural progression for Kvitsa now? Like, what tier of club should he try to go to? I, I know, obviously, Napoli is the fucking champions of Sierra, but you like know what I'm thinking. Big six, well. man. He has to go, like, big six. Because if he goes to another club like Napoli, where he has to, he won't have any help, you're just going to, they're just going to, well, what's happening right now, they put two, three defenders on him. And if Osime is not there, then Napoli is not doing anything. Do you think he should move at the end of the season? For, for Georgia, this this break, he scored three goals. One against Spain, yep. two against Scotland. All good goals. Like, he's just flying. So he needs to go to somewhere like Liverpool, Arsenal. I don't, Borussia maybe, but I don't think they can... He's His price tag is far past Bundesliga levels now. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. So I would love him at Liverpool, but like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen because like, we're stacked there. Arsenal would be great. Stage. Move Jesus in a nine, put him there. Oof, oof, oof. fire! But hope he, he doesn't go to, to Chelsea or City. Oh, no, no, he's not going to go to Chelsea. 
he needs to move to, to, to further his career, right? Because like Napoli is clearly regressing and will keep regressing. So I feel like he has to leave at the end of the summer. To he be can't honest. go to he can't go to Madrid because Madrid has Vinny on the left, right? Yeah, they and they, if they're gonna get Mbappe, he's just not. It's just doesn't seem like he's gonna go there. He can't go to United uh, or Liverpool or Chelsea or City because all of them. Have someone on the left, yeah, who is and Arsenal too. Not, we have Martinelli, yeah, who's not who's a proven like you know like I don't want to use the, the U.S. word, but a proven franchise player. That's what <laughs> it is. Like you have Rashford, you have Grealish, you have yeah. Foden, you have everyone plays on the left. So it's he, I think he would move if there's going to be a lot of a lot of changes in the summer. I sincerely hope United sell Rashford and get him. I sincerely I mean, because I, I Rashford, personally that's a huge upgrade, right? Like, that's a huge upgrade because Rashford yeah. has been atrocious this season. He got his contract back and he's just sitting there and sipping mojitos on the left, not doing <laughs> shit. He goes uh, out clubbing and he enjoys his life. So I would gladly <laughs> take that update uh, upgrade. But I think he can go to Bayern, you know? Like, yeah, I think I so mean, too. Um, Bayern can has we? Sané there. To, no, no. Can we quickly we'll touch on Milan? Milan looks shaky this year, though. They don't. They still. They haven't fully solidified, especially when you're relying so much on a thirty-something, thirty-nine-year-old Olivier Giroud. Like without him, they just do not look good. He he is. He makes everything happen for them. He brings Liao in, Pulisic. Yeah. Like they just. Don't, but I think we all agree that Inter are going to run away with Syria. They it just look like unstoppable. It. it looks like it. I thought there was going to be two teams that are going to be in it. You know. By this time in the season, it's still not quite sure. You're still not quite sure who's going to win it, who's going to be in it come March. But you at least have, like, in the Premier League, you know, you have yeah. three teams who are um, definitely in it. In Serie A, no Inter are just, like, winning and winning. And Milan is just stalling. Napoli is doing stupid things. And then yeah. Mourinho is doing Mourinho things. But know? the thing is, Inter is actually winning. They deserve it. Like, tactically, yeah. they just look... I have to give him credit, man. Like, Simeon is just like, uh, sorry, um, Inzaghi is just fantastic as a manager. Really. Simeone the... Inzaghi, that's why. It's, it's, <laughs> no, he's, he's the really... loser brother, that's why. He's, he's... he's really fantastic. Yeah. Like, I look at some of the stuff, like, I hate watching Inter, but he makes me want to watch him because I'm like, what what tactical tweaks is he doing today? No. So I always catch, like, 20 minutes of their game just to see the kind of interesting stuff. Um, I think let's just quickly move on to Bundesliga. What the fuck, Harry Kane? Uh, can we? We all knew he was gonna do well, right? I think we all agreed. Like Harry Kane was gonna kill it. It's of course the. Did you guys really think he was gonna be on this path to breaking both Muller and uh, Lewandowski's record? Because he's he is well on the path to breaking their record. He's just, it was the jewel on top of a crown moving to Bayern. It was obvious yeah. that like you called it YT as well. You were saying that he had two options and he made the right choice. He didn't go to United. He should have went to Bayern. Uh, I mean, Bundesliga is a joke league, anyways. Sure, they stole, which is a crazy goal. There. But he is. I mean, here's the crazy thing to me. I'm like, I, 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 as much as I dislike Harry Kane with the Spurs connection, and just I just don't like his character. You also have to give him credit, right? Why don't he, you like he, his character? He really his is. is just like he's a top know, guy. He's a top bloke. He just didn't uh, win. He just I seems mean, like a moron, to be honest. He just looks like a like a like a lad. On, on vacation, going to get hammered. I don't know, something about him just... But I have to give him credit. He is an incredible footballer, right? Like, he, he is, is an assists 
finishing, like some of the stuff he's doing, I'm like, dude, how is this real? Like you are actually a truly, truly number nine. Is he nine. the best striker in the world currently? Yes. I think hands down he is. Big love? Do you think so? Better than Holland? Yes. Oh, he's more so complete Holland, than Holland. Holland, the top in merchant? Get that out of here. <laughs> okay. Why are you baiting him, man? Bro, he's no, uh, so amazing. Look, he was scoring like 27, 30 goals a season, almost every season, for fucking Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. Tottenham? Tottenham? Okay, <laughs> so of course he's going to like tear like Bundesliga apart. <laughs> And, I didn't yeah. bait him, by the way. I just there's a there's a clip of ours on our Instagram page. For everyone who doesn't follow, go follow <laughs> us there. That is him saying that he should have gotten the Ballon d'Or and all of that. Ah, uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just okay, like okay. asking all right, all the right. question. Yeah. All right, all right, hold up. All right, but okay. Can we talk quickly about uh, Leverkusen though? Because I have to be honest. Holy shit, they fucking look amazing. Yeah, like, I, I try to catch their games every weekend. Wow, Javi Alonso. And the whole, it's not just Javi Alonso, obviously. It's like they've done a good, the whole structure is correct yeah. in that squad. If the injuries are okay, they can go all the way. Like they can actually push and they could win it. They just need to make sure they don't lose like Florian Wirtz. Wouldn't it be funny? They have words, they shouldn't lose Tapsaba, they shouldn't lose yeah. uh, Frimpong on the right. Or, yeah, uh, uh, Nigerian striker. I forgot his name. Uh, oh, I uh, forgot his name too. Yeah, I want to say victory, I'm, but that's definitely not his name. <laughs> But the point is that wouldn't it be funny if Leverkusen win? They have an amazing run of season. They win. And then Harry Kane has an amazing season <laughs> and he doesn't win anything. I'm all for it. It will be hilarious. I, I think so too. But, but I, I would only want that to happen if he also break the goal-scoring record. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, what does a man have to do? I mean, But at that stage, there's nothing he could do, right? If He's on track to break the record. So like, what more yeah. can you ask of him? All right, uh, let's quickly switch to La Liga, just quickly. I think there's only one word we can say for La Liga, and I think you were texting this, KG, is injuries, right? Yeah. There's, there's nothing else to say for both Barca and Real, most of Real. What the fuck is going on Chirola's in La Liga? going to win La Liga. Girard is going to win at their top anyways. I don't want this Man City reject or Man City sprout to win it, to be honest. I, as much are, as there, people, are there Man City spray there? Man City yeah, yeah, there. You know what? I, I'm actually sick of all the articles being like, oh, you know, it's Man City, man. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. Matt, uh, sorry, uh, Girona, Girona, this underdogs. Girona's not an underdog. They're part of the City group, guys. Like, they're, they're not an underdog. They're part of the biggest conglomerates. Yeah, I mean, they're going to compete with Barca and Real Madrid. Not till the end of the season, I think. But yeah, I mean, Real are extremely, extremely fucked. I mean, they're they fucked. Have, they have like all the starting 11 out. Barca have always been fucked. But the question that I had is just like, how many times or for how long will Barcelona, because of their stinginess and lack of, a, lack of money, they're going to ruin talent? They ruined Fati, they ruined Pedri, they ruined Gavi. Just because as soon as a young talent comes onto the block, instead of protecting him and giving him a, a good run of games, like if you look at the, from United's perspective, they have Garnacho, but they don't overrun him because he was just 17, 18. By the time he's going to be 19, 20, he's going to get more games. But as soon as Barcelona gets this raw talent that they themselves whack off onto it's like oh yeah we have Pedri look at him he's going to be the next Javi he plays 100 games and he gets like a 
broken ACL and that's it. His career is done. I mean, the same but I think the problem is it's not just, and I agree with you, it is partially Barca's fault, but it's like Spain. I mean, they're playing them in the under 21s. They play them in the national team. They play them at every single, I'm like, it's going to keep happening. It's only going to get worse, right? Like yeah. the world, the club world cup is expanding. The world cup is expanding. I think the euros are not, but uh, champions league is expanding. So, and then the national team games are also increasing. So, on all fronts, we're, they're all going to play anywhere, what, I don't know, between 2 to 10, 15 more games per season moving on. This is only going to get worse, this whole problem, right? Like, we're only going to make it worse. Exactly. I'm shocked, I mean, honestly. rotation needs to be happening. There should be more subs. Uh, and I don't know, like, still, I feel like partially it is because of the clubs as well, because especially in, in Barcelona's case, I mean, overall injuries, like, I have been crying about injuries from the start of the season because United have been impacted the most. Now, everyone else is catching up to it. My point is with Barcelona, they had already three or four towns that as soon as they get them, they play him, them all the time. They don't protect them as well. I think they just yeah, don't have you a know, choice, You right? know what's happening? So, Barcelona has refused to take a step back because they're obviously a failing club because they don't have money. They lost Messi. They can't register a lot of new players. Every year, same problem, but they still spend like crazy and they're trying to find these diamonds for them to have like, oh, look, this guy is great, free player, just play them all the time. He's either going to be a star or we will sell him for a bunch. And it keeps happening because of that, because they refuse to be okay. Maybe in one year, we just don't make it to top four. It's gonna suck, but like, let's just we need to restructure this club because it's not it's not going anywhere. Yeah, but that that's the problem, right? With the money that they were losing from the stadium, all that disaster stuff is like. Then they got rid of the president. The new president had to prove himself. I, I they just it all stems with the messy shit, right? It's like they they were paying Messi so much money, and they were paying what's his name, the Griezmanns, and the what's the one that they got from uh, the other one they got from uh, Atletico Madrid temporarily for like a year uh, or two, Joao Felix. They were like paying 100 million plus and paying them $350,000 a week. Of course they got them some. I have no forgiveness. You know, you guys know how I feel about Barcelona as an entity. Honestly, so well-deserved. Like, I hope they they should have gone down even further. They should have been relegated. The question is not about that. I get it. I get it. You hate Barcelona more than you hate (laughs) City, apparently. You low-key want to be like City. No, no. The the answer to your question is that it's not going to stop. These injuries problems, these number of games is only going to get worse. And... I, this is actually one of my pet peeves, hearing these pundits be like, no, I used to play 60 games, Bob. I'm like, yeah, you played 60 games at much lower, like, uh, intensity. intensity. Games today are like, especially if you're doing Premier League, they're full speed, full intensity, Champions League, Premier League, 40 games today, I honestly think is the equivalent of like 60 games 25 years ago. So that's why I'm like, I hate hearing the pundits be like, oh, you know, I'm like, but I think it all comes back down to money, right? FIFA wants money. UEFA wants money. Premier League wants money. La Liga wants money. What's the easiest way to get money? Having more games, more eyes. That's really what it comes, yep. comes down to. It's all It's all just like, all of that just screams hypocrisy. And yeah. It's just, it's just, because like when you get a, when you get a, for example, a bad red card that should not have been a red card and then fans argue that, oh, the game's gone soft and they... All of those pundits and all everyone around them and their freeze go out and say, This is done to protect the players and their well being because he could have he could have killed them. You know, he didn't kill them, but he could have 
a potentially yeah. dangerous tackle or like the Curtis Jones red card or the other red cards that we've seen given and not given in case of City, by the way. But I'm just saying that all these high studs moments that could have potentially injured someone but didn't. And then everyone goes and defends them and says that, oh, he could have killed them. We need to protect the players. Yeah, you all do that. You all say that. You all act like that. But when it comes to the number of games to yeah. actually protect the players, what do you do? You pocket the money and you go out and fly to Qatar and do the commentaries. Yeah. You fly out to whatever the fuck you need to do to do commentaries <laughs> and enjoy your shows and your luxury hotels, you pieces of shit. To wrap up for the day, I have a kind of a random foreign take. It's not really foreign take. It's kind of a question to you guys. Okay. We all used to play and have played like pickup, Sunday league, blah, blah, blah. We all know this, right? Because I was hearing some pundit talk about like, oh, I think the pundit is like 55 years old. He's like, even I could score at the Man City. But the average Sunday league player, and you guys know what this, you know, you guys remember what pickup and Sunday league. The average Sunday league player takes Haaland's spot in City. How many goals? Will they score? And this Which is like, Sunday League player in the UK or in the US? <laughs> random. The average of both of them combined. Just the average <laughs> Sunday League player. Genuinely, you guys know how many opportunities Man City makes. And what is his age? 30. Average. Yeah. Just average. That's what I'm saying. Average. Bro, easily 20 goals. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jamie Vardy came in at Leicester and scored a fuck ton of goals. Jamie Vardy <laughs> Played yeah. through all tiers of football. Yeah. Wait, so how many You're do you so think trained. you could get? How many do you think you could get? Me? At the men's... Yeah. A couple at least, bro. You could <laughs> just hang out on top. Five? All the time. No, not you five. You know how difficult it is to be on side? Like two. Two. <laughs> two, two goals? Bro, I don't need to be on side. I'm just going to hang out in a box at some point. Someone's going to cross it to me. <laughs> He's going to have his hands around the goalkeeper. He's going to wait there with his... Can you imagine imagine he's scoring one goal? He scores one goal and then VAR rules it out. Uh, (laughs) Wait, KG, how many... Okay, Big Love said two goals. How many do you think you could get, KG? I think I can get two. Two? That's it? Yeah. You Uh, guys have... Wow, I'm shocked. I am being like very, very risk averse here. I probably can get two. Wow. And, wow. How I'm, many do you think you can get? Throughout the 30... If I start every game that City plays, it's like 60 games. Am I like completely like dull I mean, to score two goals? Listen, you're, you're going to get in shape as the season goes, right? It's just yeah, exactly. you start. But there's... Bro, I'm backing myself, man. For a City, I'll probably get 12 goals. Bro, uh, you're not uh, going to uh, uh, get 12 goals. Bro. You're what? not. Bro, Classic just, Arsenal just... delusion, man. <laughs> yeah. I understand why you support Arsenal now. Everything yeah. is okay. Lulu. I'm telling you, and if we made a deep run to the Champions League, which obviously would never happen because you're a negative one for that team, I could probably get 15 goals. In no the way. No way. There's no way you can do that. Bro, you know you're you not going to be one? playing Luton Town every week, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'd get most of my goals against Luton Town, actually. <laughs> Bro, they're going to bully you at Luton Town. They're going to they're gonna punch you to the ground. <laughs> you play one weekend of pickup, and then you come and says, oh, my legs hurt. Oh, you, you, I can't walk. And you, you know what? Gonna... Let me tell you. To the fans, when you guys see this clip, you, you comment how many goals you think you would get as a fan, and then how many you think the average Sunday league player. And I'm telling you, KG, I'm telling you, Big Lev, 
the average answer is going to be like 15 goals. I think everyone's going to say they're going to score more goals because they want to think that they're going to do it. Yeah, everyone on the internet is deluded, man. Like, you tell me the internet is like not rational? Oh, what, a, think, what kind of other information do you have for me? Realistically, <laughs> an average soccer, uh, Sunday league player, the best, not, not, not the best, but the, not the average, but the best Sunday league player in a city team can get 10 goals. The best oh, Sunday league player. No, I... Yeah, okay, the best Sunday League forward. He can get, that's said a realistic one. answer. If you want to get like a, another realistic answer, if you want right, to get right. this, right, we're gonna get twenty-five goals. Gonna you, you'll goal. hear. All right, all right, all right. I think that that's that's a good time to end this. Um, we have only a few more days of the international torture left, and then we're back to watching the, our our games this weekend, boys. I think yep. starts on Friday, but Bundesliga, Liga, and then Sunday, the rest of the leagues. Yep. Um, that was fun, boys. Welcome back from the asylum, Mr. KG. Thank nice you. Nice talking Thank to you. you. Big laugh. I'm gonna, Welcome I'm gonna go back after Everton win us on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. We already bought a ticket for you. Express bus ticket uh-huh. for you to go back. All right. All right. Thanks, boys. See ya.